Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Three Up Top podcast. Another two up top this week. Got me and Ryan on the on the mic. Um, so we had a big episode last week to cover the the double game week that was going on for game weeks fifteen and sixteen. So I'm sure we'll touch in on on both of those and get you guys all ready for game week seventeen. But uh, Ryan, how are you doing today? And uh, uh, how how are the new digs? You you made the uh, transfer on over to your own apartment. Yep, that's right. Uh, well, condo technically. Um, oh, just, just not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it's good. Um, I'm all moved in, so I didn't get to watch as much Premier League as I usually do. But I, um, I did get to watch a fair amount. Caught up on all the highlights. Um, caught. Got my magpies, uh, big dub. Um, so happy about that. Fantasy wise, not doing too great, honestly. A little um, less than pleased with that, but uh, moving forward, you know, I made a couple moves uh, today, so we'll see how those those pan out. Yep. Um, so. I guess we'll touch on on the midweek games, game week fifteen. Uh, first, my team finished with 50 points the average is 49 so there we go back in the right direction beating average um but not the best performance for my team had two guys in double digits madison had 10 abraham had 12 my captain was zaha who basically just showed up he had six um he, (laughs) he played 90 minutes and palace got a clean sheet so um you know, we'll, we'll take it from Zaha, but no, not when you're my captain. You got to do better than that. Uh, so all around, not the best week, not the worst week. But, you know, it's tough with those midweek games. You get some guys that don't play a full 90, uh, things like that. So I'll take it. Um, also had some Sheffield assets that just got uh, obliterated by Newcastle 2-0. Lundstrom, Stevens, and Henderson all got me one point because of the the minus one for conceding two goals. So, yeah, that wasn't fun. But uh, that was my game week fifteen squad. How'd you do? Uh, do midweek? Um, I I did okay. This has been the the theme all year. I did okay. I I had fifty one, so two over average. Uh, but I slipped down in the in the challenge. Um, slipped down in rank. It was just a bad week. I captain Vardy and I got 10 points. Abraham was my top uh, point getter. Madison was another good point getter there with 10, but um, that was a, a lackluster week, just like it seems like everything is uh, lately. Um, yeah, not much to say. I mean, Lundstrom, same one point. Anderson, one point. Um, nothing fantastic. Game week 15. Yeah. Uh, and then game week 16, big improvement. Uh, I was up to 63 points with the average being at 54. Um, I brought in between the between the two game weeks, I brought in Serge Aurier and, and actually captained him. Got me 12 points. So not bad. I'll take that. I'll take a double-digit performance from a defender. Um Kane was my vice captain. He had 16 points, so that would have been a nice little swap if I would have yeah. done that. That would have been big, but 
Um, a couple other mistakes were made. I had Allison on the bench. He had a, his first clean sheet of the season. Grealish on my bench as well. He had six points. And then Martial against Man City. Uh, he had a knock. Didn't know if he was going to play. And then he also, you know, playing against Man City, didn't expect Manchester United to go out there and do what they did. And he has 10 points sitting on my bench. So uh, a couple of miscues there. But all in all, a good week. It just sucks when a, a great week is right in front of you. And a couple of decisions either way would have really uh, helped me out. But these past two weeks have seen me plummet in the three up top challenge. Uh, I believe I was in 14th before this double game week started. Now I'm down to 20th. So things are not looking great for Port City FC. Uh, the good thing is, though, uh, there's a lot of football left to be played. So I'm feeling pretty confident. But um, Ryan, I see you're also struggling in this challenge as well. Yeah, and that's just, again, an above-average week, game week 16, was 60 points. But I am just kicking myself so, so hard after this captain decision. I literally reversed, so I was going to have Vardy as my captain. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody's going to captain Vardy. And it's like, I kind of have confidence uh in villa to kind of stand up to him uh i picked him as my dog um last minute on the last episode you guys remember that one um switched it from crystal palace uh i'm like and chelsea's going up against everton just sack their manager it could go one way or the other so i'm gonna captain abraham and obviously it didn't go well. Um, <laughs> Abraham with two points, captain in, that's four points. Meanwhile, Vardy had 13, would have been a 26-point haul. So, I, honestly, that's what's really killing me in the rank is I, these these captain decisions. And you got to think, like, so many of the top players in FPL or top managers in FPL have – Vardy, and I actually just saw a tweet right before we started recording. It's from FPL Dilemma. I just wanted to share this one. So he said, owning Jamie Vardy isn't enough this weekend. The 10 or so points you'd lose by him blanking and Mane, Son, some other captain hauling isn't as valuable as the points you'd lose by owning him and not captaining him. 50% ownership. He's at 50% ownership right now. Plus, likely 150% um, of the top players are captaining him. And then he showed these um, these stats. So the top 1,000 managers, 98.7% own him. And then the top 10,000, 96.5% on him. Top 194.6% on him. So he says even greater ownership amongst live teams. So um, those who like haven't made a transfer, so people who like probably don't pay attention to their account, makes him even more nailed for him this week. 
will be a different matter versus City, but for now, he's essential as a captain. And, I mean, he really is. Um, so, moving forward, I don't think you can afford to not captain him. Um, I get the whole risk-reward thing, but uh, it's just you can only do that so many times before it's like, God, you're just getting absolutely killed. And after these this double game week, you know, I was four points above average on average both game weeks, falling to 25th in the challenge, and I'm averaging about 2.5 million in the world. It's just not going to cut it. Um, so I got it. And, that, you know, he concluded this tweet by just saying, be boring. And so if you're going to hop up um, the rankings, you're going to have to Captain Jamie Vardy, it seems like. So I got to make some other decisions around my team. And saying that, I haven't been really happy with my midfield, specifically KDB. I, I, City really hasn't done it for me the whole season. Ever since triple captain KDB happened, he's, it's like he hasn't really even been there. Uh, Mount, I've... Um, displayed my or voiced my concern with him um chelsea struggling they got whooped by everton hilariously um and then hudson adoy who i try to maintain faith in um still hasn't gotten any minutes somehow um madison and grealish i'm keeping them in i think they're solid players but so my two free transfers this week, I'm going with KDB out. First time since I started, I think. Or no way, we transferred him out for that one week from Mars. Mars. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, son in. Uh, son, incredible um, performance against Burnley with that goal. Um, just looks lively. Um, Tottenham looks good. Um I just not really can't really get behind KDB anymore. Um, it's pretty much a like for like around the same price there. And then I was in between, you know, which Chelsea midfielder to get rid of, Mount or Hudson Adoy. And seeing that Hudson Adoy is cheaper, um, I'm just going to hold on to him and hope for maybe in the future getting some sort of differential when one of the mid Chelsea midfielders gets injured and he actually starts. I have him and I've been holding on to him for this entire time, hoping that he finally will haul one day. Um, so I'm going to keep going, keep hanging on, uh, but I'm going to get rid of Mount because um, he's more expensive, free up some more cash. And I'm actually going to buy someone who is substantially um, less and that's John Joe Shelby, Homer pick, but he's at five. I bought him at five million. I just saw right before we recorded, he's already up to five point one. So Mid markets are moving. Markets <laughs> are moving. So um, yeah, I mean Newcastle's got Burnley, Crystal Palace, Everton um, next three out of four games. Um, he's hot. Goal in his last three games, nine points each each match. So. Um, it just seems like he's really confident right now. And, uh, I just, I, I trust him to, um, be involved in some more goals here. 
So, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, did you make any moves yet this week? Or So, I haven't. And I was originally thinking about just not, not making any transfers and, and stockpiling two free transfers for next week. Um, but hearing that Jamie Vardy piece and considering that I am one of the 50% that doesn't own in and hasn't mm-hmm. owned him for a while, I owned him at the first part of the season and then uh, used a wild card and got rid of him. I, I believe that's when I got rid of him. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm missing out on all these returns. But I look at their fixtures and... Yeah, they have Norwich this weekend, and then City followed by Liverpool. And I'm having kind of an an internal debate on whether or not it's worth it to bring Vardy in now, knowing that the next two weeks are going to be tough matchups for him to score, or do I wait it out, hope that he doesn't score over the next three games, and then bring him in when there could be a price drop involved. Um it's tough, but it it's a good it's a good point because you know I made this point um, I think it was before I think it was in the game week twelve preview. So prior to game week twelve, up against Chelsea, he had two points. Manchester United two points. Tottenham two points. Liverpool two points. So those are four of the big six that he played um, prior to Arsenal. And he blanked all four. And so it was this narrative around, you know, is, can he play against the big um, against the big teams? I think I made him like Mr. Stink and was, was like, <laughs> no, don't like don't fall for it. Even though he scored five goals the past three games, don't fall for it against Arsenal. Um, he went out there at a goal at an assist, um, and he got 12 points against Arsenal, but up against Liverpool and, um, city after Norwich, I think I I agree if I didn't own him and I was like missing out on this stretch, I would feel the FOMO. Um, but then you look and it's like, yeah, he'll probably get a haul against Norwich, but what are the odds that he continues that through Man City and through Man City away and then Liverpool at home? Um, I I think they're pretty slim. Um, I think game week 18, game week 19, those are weeks where, um, you know, I'll start to look at probably not captaining, captaining him again. Um so definitely the doubt is there. Um, but I think if he continues his form and even gets like a haul in one of those two games, Man City or Liverpool, I think you need to bring him in game week 20. Um, yeah. And that, that West Ham. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because as, as it stands right now, my top my front three are Kane, Abraham and Jimenez. I have 5.7 million in the bank. So I have the flexibility to go after whoever I want up top, which is very nice. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my thought process is if I do bring in Vardy, it I think it has to be in game week 20 because 
from then on going up against Liverpool exactly and from that point on I mean Leicester's got pretty easy fixtures until game week 27 when they play City again and then after that point they have easy fixtures again until they come up against Spurs and Manchester United the last two weeks of the season but yeah I mean while it is it does suck to miss out on some of these big hauls I've always been kind of against the whole cookie cutter uh, format. And there's a there's a risk associated with that. I mean, obviously, people have the same players in their squads because they all have the best players in their squads on a more general consensus. And those guys are, are definitely more consistent. And that's why, I mean, we've seen it with my team over the past month or so. I'll, I'll have some weeks where I blow the blow the average out of the water in some weeks where I'm not even within sniffing distance of it. And so yeah. I think that, that's kind of just the, the game that I have to play if I want to be against the whole cookie cutter mindset. And I will, I will say that it is kind of fun having a team made up of a bunch of guys that there, I mean, there's no other squad like mine. I would tend to tend to guess out there, which is kind of fun. It sets it up for some interesting captain choices. And yeah, I, I mean, Obviously, I knew that going into this, that getting rid of Mane, KDB, Vardy, um, TAA, all these guys that I used to have on my squad, it's going to negatively impact me some weeks, but it could provide a massive differential others. And it gives me flexibility with my captaincy pick since I don't have Vardy and I don't feel obligated to captain him every week. Um, I, I do have flexibility around that. Whether or not it hits, that's obviously... Uh, hit or miss is part of the game. I mean, I captained Lundstrom one week, and he got me, uh, I think it was upwards of, of 50 points one week, um, or 30 points, I think it was 36 <laughs> points. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But he, he he got my team up to a crazy number. And it just takes one week like that. So I think I'm going to hold off. I, I don't know if I'm going to make a transfer this week. I might wait around, see how Vardy does, see if there's a price uh, price drop over the next three weeks or so. Um, and you never know, like if, if Harry Kane gets hurt or if Abraham gets hurt or Jimenez gets hurt, then I'm going to have some real decisions to make. But with how good Kane looked against Burnley, and I know it's Burnley, but, uh, you know, Vardy has been scoring all of his goals against subpar opponents so far this season. So, I mean, I don't think Kane should get any shtick for that. Um, he, he could no, have they're, had... They're good goals. They're good goals. Yeah. That's oh, sure. yeah. And he could have had a couple more uh, had he finished a little better in certain areas. But you'll get Spurs fixtures coming up. You got Wolves this week, then Chelsea, who uh, Chelsea can they can concede some goals. We just saw Everton put three up on him. So, I mean, Spurs can put yeah. up double that number. Uh, Brighton, Norwich, Southampton. Then they play Liverpool January 11th. But for the next month and a half, Kane's got the opportunity to score in every single one of these games. And quite frankly, he, he can score on Liverpool too. He's he's just as good of a striker as, as Vardy is. He's just not as hot as Vardy is. And I think, I know I'm definitely biased, but I'd rather ride Kane and try to get a bit of a differential. And then when people all jump ship to get on the Kane bandwagon, then it, it'll put me in a good position to move elsewhere with a price increase. So, um yeah, I, I think I'm going to hold on to my free transfer for this week. I, I'm liking the makeup of my squad and some of the matchups that we've got uh, for this next game week. So 
although the Vardy thing is tempting and it does suck to miss out on some of these big returns, I think it's going to make it more interesting if I just hold on to the free transfer. No, I agree. That's a solid, solid. I'm just looking at my squad. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about this. Once again, obviously haven't been performing great, but I like my two free transfers that I brought in with Son and with Shelby. And I like my chances to, to do okay moving forward. And we're still not even halfway through the season. So plenty of time. But here's what I'm looking at right now for a game. In this Christmas, I am the Christmas tree formation. 5 3 2. And I. I'm going to put out, so I got Lundstrom and Baldock, uh, the Sheffield boys, um, have Aston Villa, and then I'm going to put out TAA and Virgil van Dyke against Watford at home, um, and then Chilwell against Norwich at home. So that is a solid, I just get goosebumps thinking about the potential there. Um, and then two midfielders that I brought in, Son and Shelby, both going to start. Um, to Wolves and Shelby away at Burnley. Madison will anchor it in there, home against Norwich, and then up top, Vardy, Abraham, and um, we'll get to who being captains here in the show, but I think we know who that's going to be based on. <laughs> so, um, and then I'm going to have Jimenez. It's tough because, like, you know, he's he's a great player and um, sick uh, goal, sick pass for the. I don't know if you saw it for um, Yata's first goal this weekend. Sick pass. Um, play he had i like him as a player and then Grealish second spot on the bench he's played very well too so against maybe have something there too but um you know you just gotta you just gotta take a seat um and and watch this one because um i'm excited oh and then and go goal surprising i'm gonna put in david martin of west ham who I bought for $4 million because he's the cheapest goalkeeper. But he's going up against um, Southampton. Uh, So I think, you know, get some saves, maybe a chance for a clean sheet. Um, Yeah, I'll just sit in, but this is one where I'm like, you know what? These goalies never give me shit anyway for points. So, um, I'm just going to roll the dice on it. It's not like that big of a risk-reward thing. So that's the lineup I'm going with this week. And it, it's, it's got me back excited for the weekend. Yeah, no, I like that. I'm kind of going with the, uh, I guess mine's more of the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I've got a, a 4-4-2. Um, I'm going Pereira, Lundstrom, Stevens, and Aurier in the back. With Madison, Martial, Zaha, Mount in the middle, and Kane and Abraham up top. Sounds like Kane and Abel. I'm getting biblical over here. 
Um, and then on the bench, first on the bench, we got uh, Jimenez. Second on the bench, Grealish. So exact same as what you have. Uh, and then third on the bench is Tyrone yeah. Mings, but he's he's hurt, so he's not even going to play. In net, going with Allison against Watford. Uh, that's a pretty easy choice, I think. Although I do have Hendy yeah. Hendy the Tendy on on the bench at home against Aston Villa, but um, I'm more confident in Villa scoring goals than I am in Watford. So just going to try to play for the clean sheet. I know Liverpool has struggled with clean sheets so far this season, but you know. Top of the table gets bottom of the table. You can't not start him. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So in terms of the games that took place this weekend, just wanted to point out a few things. Um, <laughs> first of all, I think Son, that has goal of the season potential with that run that he made from box to box. That was incredible. Um, obviously, I'm a Spurs supporter, so I loved it even more. But even my non-Spurs friends were texting me very impressed with what he has done. And I, I think that's just that play is a microcosm of exactly the player that he is. Always hustling, always making things happen. Um, and so I, I loved to see that. Uh, also, just want to say, if you do recall from last week's episode, and you can go back and look at it. Um, I called that Spurs were going to win 5-0. And that happened. And it happened again <laughs> after I did it the first time with Crystal Palace and Spurs. Um, so, you know, just saying. And now Crystal Palace is getting hot again. So, you know, it could be a good sign for Burnley. You're going to suck for a little bit. But then, uh, you know, you might have to do it. So... I uh, just wanted to, to shout myself out there because um, that's hard to do. It's hard hard to predict a 5-0 scoreline and hit it on the number in the Premier League. Um, some it other is. – It is. <laughs> I, and I, think, I think I'm going to have to go. I know we clipped the one from the Crystal Palace game a while back. I think I'm going to have to clip that one. I think I'll have to put a little montage out there on Twitter for, oh. uh, for, your, big, for your big calls. So Yeah. Yeah, let's just inflate my ego a little bit more. Um, yep. I had a, I had a couple questions I wanted to ask you about this past week. First of all, Everton, are they back? <laughs> um. Well. Um. Well, that that's a good question because it's something that uh, I. Um, you know, talk to me after Christmas because um, they've got Manchester United next and then um, Arsenal after that. Um, you know, Arsenal's no um, no world beater of a, of a side, but Manchester United looks pretty good. Uh, um, so, yeah, one win against um, a top four side. I mean, that's great, admittedly. Um, and it looks a lot better when they've been losing all the time, um, but it's it's tough to judge um, on one game. If I'm being completely honest, they looked a lot better, um, but it's going to be tough to continue that against Manchester United and then against Arsenal. Um, and it doesn't get it doesn't get like too much easier after that uh, either, because um, then they go 
Burnley, then Newcastle, um, and then uh, Man City. So um, we'll see, and, and we'll see if you know the interim manager Duncan Ferguson will will stay in charge, and people uh, or the players um, rally behind him. But uh, I gotta abstain, uh, or actually, you know, saying that I'm gonna abstain. <laughs> that's just. They're not back. <laughs> That's just a not back as of right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, I agree with that. One win doesn't make you back in my book. You got to string together something significant over three or four game weeks to be considered back. Uh, like Spurs. Spurs are back. Um, you could even say that Manchester United is back. But um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And that's another. that was the next question is, United versus City, obviously. I, I mean, United's looking good lately, and Man City's been looking a little shaky out of the Manchester sides. Uh, which one do you think is is looking the best, and which one do you have the most confidence in, in in terms of FPL assets or as a club in general? Um. Well, certainly the momentum is with Manchester United. Um, you know, two big wins in a row, one against um, a good Tottenham side and then one against your rival. Uh, and and um, those are two huge wins. And I do like what I've seen from the likes of Rashford, Martial, and then just the overall success um, brings in, um, you know, more talent, uh, some other not as well-known um, FPL assets are not as um, not as widely owned um, can start to uh, start to bag some goals. Um, so just a rising tide lifts all boats at Manchester United. And, you know, you see what it does for them. Just those two big wins against um, two big sides. Now they're, they're sitting in fifth place. Um, you know, five points back from Champions League. Uh, so, um, good for them. Um, Man City, uh, that system, uh, um, so now United, eight points back from City. Um, you know, I mentioned KDB, how I'm not really um, big on him. Not really big on any City assets right now. We obviously talk about Pep Roulette. I think a lot of people are really tired of that. Um, and they're they're starting to move away, and just city as a whole, uh, they don't look like the dominant team that they were the past two three years. Um, and you know, I imagine it'll be it'll be tough for them to you know slip out of the top four. But um, I'm just not quite sure um, they're going to be challenging this year um, with the kind of form that we're seeing. Buster. Liverpool, so uh, definitely some assets to consider in particular looked really good, um, really stepped up in those big games. So um, I know you're a Martial guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I have him on my team. Uh, I really like the way he plays, and he was fighting an injury uh, earlier in the season that cost him a few games. And even just recently, he missed the Tottenham match. Um, but you, then you saw what he did against Man City. I think he's a great player. I think he gets overshadowed a little bit with Rashford and Pogba on the team. Um, 
I think he's a really quality player. Like the way he plays the game. Um, so yeah, I, I like him. And if I had room in my squad, um, I think I would consider Rashford. Uh, I don't think, I mean, well, the way he's playing right now, he might be one of the better striker options uh, for FPL. But um, I, I'd, I'm happy with my strikers. But if I was someone that was looking to get a differential and looking to bring in someone new, I think Ra- Rashford's a great op- opportunity for that. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to see what's what's going to happen. I think that City are, are dealing with a lot of injuries, obviously. Uh, with no Aguero, that hurts, and the, their back line has been injured all season. So I think if they can just hold on until they get some of these guys back, I think City will fix the right the ship uh, and, and fix things. So you know, I, I obviously wouldn't count them out just yet. Um, I don't think they'll catch Liverpool, but I think that they're in a, in a spot to finish in second or third for sure. I I, I don't see them finishing outside the top three even uh th- this season so yeah uh pretty circle I, I circular answer there kind of went in circles but yeah i, I like the way that C- city i like their body of work over the past couple seasons and i expect them to keep that up and i like the way that united's been playing lately so um if you're looking at these assets i think i would go lean united now with the option for city later on in the season um, I, that would be my recommendation if, if you're looking to get into a Manchester side uh, coming up soon. But those were the, t- the two questions I had from game week 16. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, well, I was going to say, especially with United, they've got Everton, Wofford, Newcastle, and Burnley coming up. Um, those, those are all games that they should be they're expected to win. Um, especially with the way they've been playing. So things could be looking real good for um, for United moving forward. So uh, I definitely lead, lean United as well. well. Yeah. Um, all right, with that, are you ready to get into our men of the week? Do it. All right. Well, the, right on cue, my Mr. Premium is going to be Anthony Martial, 7.6 million, 5.6% TSB. He had 10 points against City, and they're playing Everton. Everton has one good game this entire season. And so <laughs> I'm not going to give Everton the benefit of the doubt when they have one good match in four months. So I think Manchester United is going to roll against Everton. I think they're going to win by a lot. And I think that Martial is going to be able to put some points on the board. So I think if you don't have him and you're looking for a premium midfielder, I'd suggest bringing him in, bringing him in right now. Yep. Um, and I'm going to go uh, in, a, in a similar vein there. And I'm going to say Marcus Rashford for my Mr. Premium. Um, 23% owned. Um, like I said, I mean, he just looked really lively. Uh, three goals in the past two games um, against big opponents. Uh, big game player. And he's got four game games you, you can be looking at. I mean, Everton led up to five against Liverpool. Um, Watford is Watford. Um, <laughs> Newcastle, not as, um, not as easy, um, but they're definitely no... You know, 
they're no Lester. Uh, and then Burnley, who struggled of late too. So with those four coming up and, and the way that I think he's a really solid pick um, for like a third striker, because right now, Barty, Abraham are probably like one, two. Um, but if you're debating on like Rashford, like a man, and then, and not as, then you can afford up top. Um, solid pick and not incredibly high TSB at, at 23%. And if we're looking at this upcoming week, especially it's the Manchester United at home. Um, and Everton gotten four points the entire season. So not looking good this week uh, for Everton. So Rashford, Mr. Premium for sure. Yep, solid picks. Um, my Mr. Budget, I, I'm pretty sure he's been my Mr. Budget a few times this season, but especially now with how, how well he's been playing and, and the play style that, that Spurs are going with, I'm going Serge Aurier at $5 million, 6.6% TSB, but he is flying up the pitch under Jose Mourinho. He's He's almost playing in that, in that right wing role for most of the game, to be honest. I mean, when he's getting the ball, he is in line with son on the other side. So they're really trying to get him up and involved in the offense. They're basically playing a back three. Uh, as soon as Spurs have the ball, it's a, it's a back three with Aurier flanking up that far right side and having the left back kind of drop into a center back role almost. So, um, I think I, I think he's got a lot of attacking potential over the next couple games and over the, the the rest of the season. Quite frankly, as long as Spurs don't go out and try to sign a right back, which I don't think they'll try to do. Um, but he has an assist and a clean sheet in his last two games, and I'm feeling a goal soon. So Serge Aurier, Mister Budget, get him in your squads now before it's too late. Isn't it funny? Because didn't we like didn't we go back and forth on him? Yeah. Didn't we say, yeah, didn't we, were we just hot on him after he had like two assists against Crystal Palace? <laughs> the next, he, he had one point the next game against Leicester and then against Southampton. I think he had the red <laughs> a, card. Yeah. Minus two. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And now that, <laughs> under, under Mourinho, he's kind of turned it around. Yeah. I think those, those bookings all come. They all came in our defensive half where he's not the most skilled defender with the ball at his feet um, when the other no. guys are attacking him and he, he gets into some bad situations and tries to just, I mean, he's a huge guy, so he just tries to use his size, uh, which gets him into some tricky situations. But when he's flying up the pitch and not really focused on defense, he's not getting bookings. Since Mourinho's been in charge, I don't think Aurier has a single booking. I'll have to go look at that, but... Um, I don't, I don't think he does. And he's been getting up the pitch. He almost scored a couple times uh, against Burnley and he should have had a few assists. He's putting a couple balls right into the box near Harry Kane. Uh, and I think Kane and son are both going to be beneficiaries of, of what Aurier is trying to do. And we've already seen Deli alley be a big beneficiary of that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot and cold with Aurier, but I, I think for the rest of the year under Mourinho, I think it's going to be mostly hot. Yeah, and what's what's funny is he actually has 
zero yellow cards the entire season. Well, yeah, he, so he got a straight red. Uh, he literally has <laughs> zero yellows and one straight red. Wow. So, yeah, um, that's funny. But, no, I, I agree. It's, it, it's cool how they kind of – he basically plays um, like an attacking midfield winger role um, under Mourinho. Uh, and they have like this the three center backs kind of like shift you know mm-hmm. um, so that's cool and yeah i agree it, it's um not a bad not a bad especially with how how cheap he is there um so for my mr budget i'm going with the aforementioned john joe shelby um was that five million a couple hours ago uh when i transferred him in uh but 5.1 now, 1.6. to be finding a way to score um, three goals in his past three games. He looks really confident out there. Um, he's a guy that has been criticized pretty heavily by um, the Newcastle press. Not just Newcastle, you know, before he played for Newcastle. He was a bit more of a high-profile player. Uh, you know, he, I think he, he really likes um, kind of having a monkey on his back, chip on his shoulder, um, and he likes proving people wrong. Um, and I think he's doing that now, and he's he's loving doing it. Um, and when, when players just kind of get on a roll like this, um, you, I just I got to jump on the bandwagon, especially when it's, it's the team that I support. Um, and with for, uh, up against strong lately um you know i like i like john joe's uh chances especially um alan st maximin's probably going to be out um so if newcastle is going to score um well our front three can't really score anyway so that that argument is kind of invalid but um i like his chances um you know he can he can give the ball from way out, we saw him score a header. So, pretty very, um, and with Burnley, um, I, I, I like it. I like his chances to score again. Nice. Yep. No, the the guy looks like grew from Despicable Me. I love it. He's a fun character to watch, um, and definitely representing for all the bald guys out there. I'm sure Pitbull is going to be rocking a John Joe Shelby jersey <laughs> here soon. Mr. Worldwide, John Joe Shelby. Um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so for my Mr. Stink, I'm going with Allison from Liverpool. $6.0 million. The most expensive keeper you can get in the entire Premier League. 7.5% TSB. And he got his first clean sheet. Albeit it was after seven games because he missed a chunk of the season. But still, you can't be a 6. Zero million dollar goalkeeper and have one clean sheet in seven games. That's not going to cut it. Uh, my guy, Vincente Guaita from Crystal Palace, 5.1 yeah. million has three clean sheets in a row. That is literally, that's like Walmart brand versus like Louis Vuitton. And it's just the same thing. Like unreal. So stink is Allison. But good shout would be Guaita for Crystal Palace. Three straight clean sheets. The guy is just putting up big points. Yeah, Guaita is like 
the reason why you beat me in the draft league this week. Like that is a sneaky. That'll just kill you if you have a a, a keeper who has, has a week like that. It's like shit. You just gotta you just gotta take a bow. Yeah. No. And that's his second straight. Uh, well, he's got three straight clean sheets, but that's he's had eight, eight, and ten in his last three games. That's just like having an extra attacker on the field. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you, you don't often get those kind of returns from uh, consistently. But until you have, isn't he in your team? Who? Allison? Allison. Yeah, he is, and I'm starting him against Watford. So if he can't keep a clean sheet, if he can't keep a clean sheet against Watford, he's done. I was gonna say it's uh, that was it was it was a real relief because I, I didn't get to watch the Liverpool game, but I, I checked the score and I saw a clean sheet. I was like, "What? Is that is that real? Did <laughs> it was actually a clean sheet?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Um, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they'll pull one out against Wofford. There's no excuse not to have a clean sheet against Wofford. Come on. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is a, just a, just a massive shout. Um, kind of just really putting myself out there with this one, but, um, shoot, I, 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 I slipped, my, my mind slipped for a moment. I thought we were doing Mr. Surprise. That was Mr. Surprise intro. So, <laughs> uh, but for Mr. Stink, um, I'm going with uh, Nicola Pepe. We talked about him last week and how overpriced he is 9.1 million, 2.3% TSP. So he had a big, big haul um, goal and an assist this past week. But, folks, don't let the big haul fool you. Arsenal are still bad, and they'll continue to struggle. It's West Ham. Um, that's nothing special. Newcastle was up 3-0 on West Ham in the first 50 minutes. Tottenham did the same thing. Burnley beat them 3-0. Um, so, it's not even... Worth smelling him, honestly. I think he's still one of the most overrated players uh, or overpriced players in FPL. Uh, I think he'd have to score two goals a game for the next three games and Arsenal go on a five-game unbeaten streak for me to even consider. I think with all the turmoil there, all the uncertainty, and then... The tough time that he's had. Um, I think if people are going to get excited after the week, it's a huge mistake. So, uh, Mr. Stink, uh, Pepe for sure. Yeah, that's a solid pick. Um, my Mr. Surprise, I know we got a little sneak preview of your intro. Mine won't be as exciting um, <laughs> because the guy I'm picking has a 47% TSB, but. I'm going with Johnny Lundstrom. Um, he hasn't he hasn't scored since week 11, and I think that he's going to get one this week uh, against Villa. I think he's going to get another goal. Um, but you look he, in week six, he scored. He had 12 points. Uh, excuse me, actually in week six he had an assist and three bonus points. So he had 12 points in week six, uh, but then. 
Week 11, two goals, clean sheet, bonus points, had 21 points. I think you're going to see another performance upwards of 15 points from Lundstrom. I think you're going to get a clean sheet. You're going to get probably a goal uh, and then some other points sprinkled in there. I think you could see a nice return out of him. So I'm going Lundstrom as my Mr. Surprise. I'll tell you what, that'd be that'd be fantastic. I think that'd be fantastic for a lot of people. But back to my my mystery surprise. Um, it's not really like exciting. It's just an, an interest. Um, and that pick is uh, he has a 0.8% TSB, 6.3 million from Manchester United. It's Jesse Lindard. Now, this is somebody who, yeah, I, for those who are listening, Jake just gave me a, a real weird look on the on the Skype call. But no, I mean he's a, he's a player who's come under a lot of criticism. Um, didn't really play a majority of the season; just kind of come off the bench. Um, a lot of been questioning his ability to you know even hack it in the premier league this season um but he started both games um first time he's started since week seven we started both games um against tottenham and manchester city in 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 those two one wins um and you know he wasn't directly involved in any of the goals um but he's he's really gotten himself into some good spaces um, and his movement off the ball uh, is something that may lend itself to uh, a return here um, with how well Manchester United is playing. So I think this is a guy who um, it's tough at the price point, the $6.3 million, uh, to afford it. But um, I think if you're a risky guy and you want to bring in a four, like you're looking at a fourth, fifth midfielder, um, to get you some sort of differential, he's going to be uh, an integral part of this this Manchester United side moving forward. Um, and against Everton, um, he could he could look to get on the score sheet because I think United's going to uh, going to come out come out flying, and um, I expect him to be involved in a goal or two. So. Um, I know it's a big shout, but you know this is what these picks are for. Um, Mr. Surprise going with Lingard. Wow, love I, I mean I don't I don't love the pick, but it's a pick and it's a shout and <laughs> I, uh, I, it I is a pick. It is a pick. I, I definitely respect the grind there. Um, Mr. Captain, I'm going Martial. Uh, playing against Everton, he's looking good. I think Everton is one of the worst teams ever assembled. Um, and I think that, I think that Manchester United are just going to have their way. Um, so I'm going with Martial. He's going to perform some martial arts all over Everton. That's not, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not a bad shout, but um, as we mentioned, as we talked about at the start of the show, I got to go Jamie, you know, Flip a coin, a manager owns him, um, $10.1 million. I think he's just basically an absolute essential at this point. I made the big mistake of not capping him last week, so I'm not going to make that mistake. Eight games in a row with a goal, 11 goals in those eight games. 
unbelievable form and it just seems like it just comes so easy to him. So um, I got to cast him again. I'm just, my, my hands are tied. Solid. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's give the fine listeners an update on how the game is going. Yeah. Cracking two weeks. Um, Matrix 15, we all got we all got our locks correct um, with Leicester, Crystal Palace, and Liverpool. And then Jake, two weeks in a row, makes history with the only two dogs in. Um, he had Crystal Palace in, in Matrix 14, then Brighton in, in Matrix uh, 15. So leading into Matrix. Patrick Sticks, um, myself, you both, you and I, we both Crystal Palace as our lock. They obviously drew, uh, um, so that's unfortunate. But Sean picked West Ham as his lock, which was I don't know what he was thinking there. Big time negative two there, and then uh, you picked Crystal Palace as your lock and dog. Um, aforementioned draw, and then I picked As- or I switched to Aston Villa <laughs> last minute. It costed me two points um, because I got the negative one um, as they got kind of rolled over by Leicester. But I did pick Son as my star, got myself three points there. Um, but overall, Putting up his lead a bit more. Um, it's up to four point four and a half points. Um, he's, he's got you got thirty point. I've got twenty seven, and then Sean is about to just get doubled by you here pretty soon. He's at seventeen and a half. So um, the the guy's had a tough go. He's only had three points the past three weeks. Um, So, he actually sent in his picks. Um, we'll get to his picks last. So we'll start. Um, we'll start with you uh, for your who's who's your lock um, this week. And just so people know, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, teams remaining that we can pick before we get to start picking from anybody again. Yep. Um... I think it's pretty clear to see who I'm leaning towards this weekend. I'm going Manchester United as a lock. Yep, not bad. Um, for me, I kind of end out my picks, my seven picks. Um, I'm not like entirely confident that Sheffield is going to win because... I think that um, Villa uh, is, is, is a pretty decent side, and Sheffield at home hasn't proved um, a fortress like you know people sometimes kind of say it is. So I do have doubts about this, but in terms of the order in which my other locks are going to come over the next six weeks, um, I'm going with Sheffield over Villa as my lock. Um, and then 
Sean is going with Arsenal as his lock um, over who they got. Um, Man City. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's <laughs> weird. I mean, uh, they have to be. They have to. They have to be an underdog. What's what are the odds on that? He picked Arsenal as his lock, and that's literally what he said. Plus, plus five hundred. Plus five hundred. So, if he's picking Arsenal as his lock, why wouldn't he pick them as his dog? Is what I'm wondering. Well, he said a different team is his dog. So, I mean, this guy is. Well, I mean, uh, he's a, he's had a tough go. Let's just let's just yeah, leave well, it at that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we'll on to the dogs. Um. Yeah, I'm going with Newcastle over Burnley plus two eighty five. Burnley stinks. They just got obliterated by Tottenham. Newcastle looks good. I don't even care that it's at turf more. Magpies don't care. John Joe is coming in looking like Bon Jovi. And it's going to be all magpies all day. Come on, you magpies. Yep, I'm doing the same. Um, Like you said, Burnley struggled. They've lost three in a row. Two of those have been at home. So Turf Moore doesn't really, you know, that, that's, Kind of mid at this point. Um, Newcastle, on the other hand, they've gone draw versus Man City, win versus Sheffield, win versus Southampton. So they're a confident team. Um, I don't think they're going to be worried going down third more. I think um, take care. I, I got to go to Newcastle for my dog as well. Um, and then Sean's going Aston Villa. Oh, interesting. Again, don't know why he's done that, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, for my star, uh, I actually don't remember if I've picked this guy already this season or not, but mm, we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm going with the Wonder Boy, Christian Pulisic, against Bournemouth, who are ravaged by injury. They have zero of their starting four defenders playing this week. So Chelsea is going to run helmet up in the cherries. Uh, And I think Pulisic's got a chance to get some goals here. Man, I didn't even know that. Um, But for me, uh, I got three I'm looking at. Um... I'm just gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Madison. Um I think Lester's gonna stop all over Norwich. Um I don't wanna pick Vardy because I wanna I've already picked him once, so I wanna save him uh for some point, some other point in the season. So I haven't picked Madison yet, so I'm gonna go Madison for my star. So I usually suck at these anyway, so it doesn't really matter who I pick. <laughs> and then um, Sean's going with his guy. I I always struggled uh, this the past few games, but um, got himself uh, on the score sheet. Uh, we'll see how he, he's hot on Arsenal. 
like yeah I, I just i still don't get why he didn't go with the um the trifecta wow, yeah if you're gonna go in that if you're gonna go in that hard you just gotta jump all in yeah oh well what about next week yeah um all right well that's that's all we got oh oh never mind uh we have to predict the scores of the games that's right uh yeah tottenham after i miraculously predicted the right score this past week gotta see if i can keep it up against wolves wolves will prove to be a tougher challenge to sunday game uh Wolves haven't lost in over a month, so it's going to be hard. I'm, oh, man. It's on the road. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to go, mm, we're going to go 2-2 two, two draw. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, well, first play Champions League. Yeah, they play Bayern tomorrow, but it's uh, Kane. They're resting a bunch of their starters because even if we win, if we win or we lose, we still finish second in the group. So Kane's not playing, um, and a couple other players I don't think are going to play. So okay, that's good. And Wolves will have Europa League, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Spurs two one. Would love to see that. Uh, then Leicester for Sean playing Norwich go three nil Leicester. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a safe bet. I'm going to go three nil as well. I think they'll, they'll handle them. Yep. Uh, and then what, what are you thinking about those magpies? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go two one. Um, I think Newcastle's made some mistakes. They've slipped up um, past couple past couple games here and there. Um, so I think they'll they'll let in one. Uh, we'll give the home side one goal, but uh, Newcastle's really battled back. Um, they've showed a lot of resiliency. So um, I'm gonna say come from behind, win two uh, one Magpie. I'm gonna go. Well, I'm going to do this. If Fabian Share plays, I think that Newcastle gets a clean sheet and wins 2-0. If he doesn't play, I think they win 3-1. So, I'll just I'll just throw that out there. I need Share in there. I think I think he should cuz cuz Clark Clark went off injured um and it was just a matter of like the center backs were playing extremely well. It's like at while Shear was injured, so they weren't just gonna take, I guess, strip the other center backs of what they kind of earned while Shear was out. But now that Clark has a knock, I would guess you know maybe Shear would slot in there. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he does, and it's a two nil two nil victory. Would love to see that. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Everyone remember to follow us on Twitter at 3UpTopPod. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
That would really help us out. We would really appreciate that. As always, hit us up if you want us to talk about your squads. Uh, we love th- throwing a little banter around there in the Twitter community and in the FPL community. Um, and we're excited. Holiday fixtures. It's going to be a fun month. And uh, ooh, yawning. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to, to get this up. thing going. I'm really excited, yeah, clearly. Uh, no, it's been a long day. We got we got jobs, you know. We got work to do, so can't wait, can't wait to just right. relax and watch and watch some soccer uh, this weekend. So with that, I uh, just gotta say, come on, you Spurs! And here, baby, come on. <laughs>